You're listening to Corporate Multiplayer. The official podcast of the 4-in-1 Game Zone. Hello and welcome to another of almost on the wrong name of the <laughs> the Cooperative <laughs> Multiplayer Live episode ninety nine, if we count both podcasts apparently. This is the official foreign game zone podcast. And I have an extra co host with me today, thankfully. It's always nice when we have more than just Mark with me. Howdy. <laughs> Returning Mr. Daniel Anderson. Hello. And of course, Mr. Mark Morrison. Hey, hey. Well, how's it been, Daniel? It's been a little while. Yeah, been good. Uh, had a nice vacation a couple weeks ago, so a little bit recharged, and then got to work five days this week for 12-hour days. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, good thing you had that recharge then, because you probably would have been out of it. Yeah, well, that's the bad part about working graveyard. You're out of it more often than not, anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would do it, but I don't know how that would work for my doing all the podcasts. So, I've been offered, and then I'm like, well, the money is the same as what I'm doing right now, so I don't know. If I find one that's actually where they pay me more, I might switch things around that's what uh had me consider it because they are paying me more than what i was making at my other job before i started doing this so and i'll say this the company that i'm working for overnights for is really good and the people that i work with are really good too so that makes it go by a little bit quicker that always helps yeah so mark how have things been going with you decent just playing some games that's usual that's always a good thing. Well, so she already led us into it. What have you been playing? Uh, Tomb Raider. I restarted that. Got about halfway through it. My save got wiped. So I said, no thank wow. you. So, so what, on PC? or? Yeah, it was right during the... Uh, you get... Like when you assault the guy's lair and you have to like make a stand for a while. Like I shut the game off and... I reloaded it, and it was, like, an hour or two before that. Like, and I was like, no, I don't want to play that anymore. So, no, thank you. I can understand that. Yeah. Uh, Max Payne 3, which I don't like at all. I can concur with you on the Max Payne 3. There was parts of it I liked. You gave it a (laughs) 9.0. Well, back then, there was less problems that I had with it. Having gone back and replayed it a few times, I remember the problem. I had more problems with it than. The game is just extremely hard, like even on medium. Like, un- like, it's not fair to the player. Oh yeah. And the, they did kind. Of, the bullet time thing gets fixed a little bit. Like sometimes from because the games were older on the other the other two. It felt like it really kind of took you out of it. Whereas this one, it's almost sort of like a kind of almost like a spidey sense thing you can get in and out of it 
and now it feels less cumbersome. You can do that in Max Payne too. That's how they actually. That was a big improvement to that one, and they made it like a lot slower too, which is cool. Yeah, I do remember that. I played about an hour of Bioshock Infinite and realized I still don't like the shooting in that game. <laughs> it, it's just bad. Like, if it, if it wasn't that setting, people would realize that it, that game sucks ass. Uh, I don't know, I've never really liking that, but... Uh, maybe, maybe I was consumed by the setting, like you said. Like, it's a great setting, and a pretty interesting story, but, like, just the shooting mechanics are just bad. And it has, like, no moral, moral choice at all in that game, which is very strange for that series. And the powers suck, and... Yeah. Yeah, that is one of the things I remember a lot about. The fact I hated the powers compared to the, you know. Like, the, this might be divisive, but I think Bioshock 2 is the best one. I've heard a few people say that, actually. That they like it more. Yeah, it's like you have to play an infinite. It's like, oh. Uh, and the two big games I got were Infamous Second Son, which is a lot of fun, and I... To beat the fourth episode of Bosch of Tales from the Borderlands. How's the fourth episode? I've heard from some people that it's sort of the typical telltale we're going to let you down if we're bringing you back up kind of thing. Yeah, it's only about two hours long. Uh, there's no loader bot, which sucks, even if he, like, survives. Uh, but butt stallion is pretty cool. Nice. No, wait, no loader bot? He shows up, like, twice. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know, I, I assume you can kill him, like, in episode three or two, so, like, he says, like, three lines, and that's about it, if that. I'm like, why is he still around, man, if I can use him? <laughs> For a comedic effect, I guess? Well, he's not funny. Like, oh. Scooter's in this, like, a lot more than he is. <laughs> that was, like, the best part of Loaderbot, he would say funny things. Yeah. Like, my Loaderbot has survived, he's messed up right now, but... He doesn't have any legs, but he's still around. He doesn't. He doesn't say anything. <laughs> have you played any of these, uh, Daniel? Yeah, I've. Uh, well, I played Infinite. I haven't gotten Telltale's. Uh, I haven't gotten any Telltale game yet. Although I do plan on picking up Game of Thrones eventually. But if you don't like, uh, what should we call it? Um, if you don't like the other Borderlands games at all, this game's actually really good compared. Well, to I I enjoyed the first one. Uh, the second one was good, but I was slightly disappointed in it. Don't ask yes. me why. It was nothing I could really. I really disliked the humor in Borderlands too. <laughs> Maybe that was it. Something just felt off to it on me, but it it felt very like internet meme-ish or like trying to be hip. Like, they made, like, allusions to Doctor Who and all this other crap, and it's like, no, please don't. <laughs> yeah. But, please. uh... <laughs> yeah. I've been playing the pre-sequel a little also, and that's actually a little better, I think. Like, I still don't like how that game plays. <laughs> yeah. Have you, uh, been able to play anything? Uh, well, I, I beat Arkham. I was playing that for a while. I think I was playing it last time we talked, actually. What'd you think? Uh, I'm sorry? What'd you think? I really enjoyed it. Uh, don't ask me about the ending, but 
I mean, overall, I really enjoyed it. I think uh, they cleverly left it open for a sequel without blatantly saying it's going to be a sequel. Did, did you find it weird that it turned into a first-person shooter at the end? <laughs> uh, not too bad. I mean, I give them credit for at least trying something different instead of relying on the same thing and just making the game bigger. Yeah. But uh, also after, I mean, after I beat that, I just started back up in Diablo 3 on the Xbox just to take a look and see how it is and it's still still good I mean much better see, than you should see Diablo 3 on Playstation 4 <laughs> wow what's going on with it I got a cheated weapon so <laughs> with one hit I go from level 1 to 70 <laughs> and my paragon level now is like 2800 something <laughs> pretty good. Like, I actually want to go online sometime and just mess with that. <laughs> well, uh, well, the, my, the other thing that I've been playing is I did, uh, broke down and bought a Retron 5. Nice. And I've been trying to, so far the only games I've picked up for it have been, uh, my wife wanted the, the Sonic game, so I've got Sonic 1 through 3 and Picked up Super Mario All Stars because really, why not? <laughs> yeah, really, why not? Is that the and one? With, is that the one with World or without? It's without World, but it has three. It's no. one, three, three, and Lost Levels. No, no, they made a they made another version that included World also. That was a cool one. That was cool. Oh, well, I was at a used uh, bookstore, so I used store credit and yeah. all that to get it. And then I did buy uh, TMNT2 arcade version because my son loves Ninja Turtles, and I figured that was better than the first one to get him. On the NES? Yeah. Yeah. It is. I had the first one growing up, and... I wrote about the first one just two days ago. It sucks ass. (laughs) Well... (laughs) I wouldn't say it sucks ass, but it's not... You go into it expecting Ninja Turtles, and it doesn't feel like Ninja Turtles. No, it doesn't. It feels like a Castlevania game. Yeah, I can see that. Especially with how many bats you face in that goddamn game. (laughs) But I was always a Donatello fan, so I didn't mind having to use Donatello all the time. Yeah, he's the only character you can use in that game. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I was never using Donatello a lot, I think. But uh, it's been a long time since I played that game, so... All I remember is the freaking water level that was terrible. Oh, yeah. I had nightmares of that level. I remember throwing it and breaking a controller to that level. <laughs> I never broke a controller, but I do remember standing up and cheering when I beat it, finally. You should look up the Captain Planet game on the NES. You want to see something terrible? <laughs> I, I can already imagine it's terrible. Yeah, I can. I can too. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been uh, getting back to playing some games now that I'm done with all the Japanese wrestling and tournament and all that. Uh, 
my mom also, you know, decided to follow the trend of buying kids' uh, tablets. So my daughter now has a tablet because apparently every other kid that's four and five have tablets now. I don't remember having that when I was four and five years old, so. <laughs> I just, uh. It's, it's whatever, I guess. It's, just, it's weird to me sometimes that, like, how things have changed where kids have to have electronics from the word, you know. Well, back in the, back in the day, it was a Game Boys and those Tiger handheld things. Yeah. <laughs> right. Those things need to come back. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so I've been trying to set it up for her and messing around with it. Uh, other than that, I've been, uh, playing Hearthstone because the Grand Tournament comes out on Monday. Still making my way through, I've been blasting my way through the, uh, Naraxmus and then hopefully I'll get some money I can get Black Rock Mountain and then work my way to the Grand Tournament thing. Uh, not doing the... Blizzard trying to get you to pay fifty dollars for fifty card packs thing. That's, that's a little ridiculous. But <laughs> did he get the free one from that Samsung deal? No, I got a free one for a delayed free one for playing it on my phone one time. The one time I can get it to work on my phone, and then it just crashed halfway through. The Samsung deal is pretty sweet. <laughs> what what's the deal on the Samsung? Uh, you can like run an emulator that run that says it's a Samsung Galaxy S six and you get three card like card packs and like a card back. Oh nice. Well aside from that, I've been uh, I got two games that I had to review. Uh, one of them is the Gauntlet Slayer edition for the PS four. Have fun. Oh jeez. Don't remind me already. I I used the archer and he was pretty or the elf as they call him in this game. Uh, he makes things pretty easy. You just run around and shoot arrows and kill everything. I tried using the mage and then halfway through the level it just all of a sudden stopped letting me use my regular attack. <laughs> it just reverted to this defense blob thing and I would have all these things attacking me and I could not attack it. So I would just keep dying and I had no I, no understanding of why my character just could not use his regular attack all of a sudden. And it's also weird because they push the regular attack to the... You can't change the controls. So they push the regular attack to the to the analog stick. Which is weird for me because I'm used to using the, the buttons. Uh, you know how you used to do it. Like, you know, I haven't played Gauntlet since the 64. So, it, yeah, it took a little getting used to for me. But... At least I have another game I'm reviewing that I like much better, even though I haven't been able to play too much of it, because um, I've had to do various writing things every time I, I have to go to before I have to go to work. But uh, Celestian Tales of the Old North—it's like an old school JRPG in 2D. The art style is pretty nice. It, it it's sort of like cel shaded, but has like a sort of like somebody just watercolored everything. It's it's cool looking, but uh, I you pick a character and then apparently you're gonna you're all getting you're all be trying to become squires and you all meet each other and eventually you're all gonna become in this party at some point. I haven't gotten past the 
initial part where you're in the castle training. But I, I just liked going through the battles, and it's just old school, just turn-based, hitting stuff and hitting, having to go through menus, and brought back some, some nice nostalgia. So it's on Steam. I don't know how much it actually costs. Probably 10 or 15. Yeah, probably around that price. But I played a good Steam game yesterday. What's that? Final Fantasy Type-O. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. That, no, it, the game's awful on PC. Wait, it's awful? Wait, you went through this. I forgot why it's awful. Wait, uh, is it awful? It runs in slow motion, and the intro movie doesn't work. Oh, that's great. So that's the one first, of the best parts of the damn game. The first two times I booted it up, I got a black screen for five minutes, and I didn't know what that was going on. And the third time, I let it run for like ten minutes, and I finally hit a title screen. I was like, what happened? <laughs> wow. Yeah, Square, they should probably patch that. They've always had bad launches on PC. Well, if they take as long as Batman, you might be here a while. I'm sure. Anyway, let's get on to what we're here to talk about, which is pretty much the news has been dominated by the D23 Expo that happened over the weekend. A lot of Star Wars things coming out of that. You got... We didn't get to see it, but the first, like, trailer of uh, Captain America Civil War got shown. That leaked trailer is apparently fake, according to Jeffrey Harris. He had to tell me on my on my Facebook about 20 times that it was fake. Uh, trolling everyone else that, was, that happened to be looking at that. So, yeah, but I mean, they're... they're it was mostly centered around what seemed like Disney Infinity stuff, and there we did get to find out that Big Hero 6, which is one of my favorite movies of, would that be last year or this year still? That was last year. Okay, yeah, I think last year. Of last year, uh, becoming a world in Kingdom Hearts 3. I'm not going to say no to that. Apparently, we have gotten confirmation from the studio that it is going to continue the story of the movie in the game so if you really like the movie there'll be a reason for you to actually play the game and stuff so but uh there's also i think it was disney infinities getting various uh what they what uh there's a marble battlegrounds playset that's going to come through which is going to have hulkbuster and ultron and Ultron's going to be able to control rocks and create copies of himself. Uh, it's also going to have four-player gameplay, which is the first time that they've ever had that in, like, an extra mode, apparently. Um, they're going to have Peter Pan, Mulan, Mickey, and Minnie, as, long, as well as Tron, uh, Sam Flynn. Uh, the Flynn's Arcade is going to be in it. The El Capitan Theater is going to be in it. Um, Spot from Good Dinosaur is going to be in it, apparently. Some, I don't know what Zootopia is, but that's going to be in there as well. <laughs> and there's going to be special figures from Star Wars that light up. So, <laughs> don't tell your kids that those figures light up. They're going to be killing you for wanting those. <laughs> Let's say that. 
there's apparently gonna be sidekicks in the, the toy box now, and there's gonna be like Main Street USA and Elsa's Palace and other things from other Disney properties in there. So, yeah, if you're this this one, I'm not buying. So if you're looking forward to Disney Infinity, have you know have fun with that. I'm sure it will be good. The Star Wars stuff looks really cool in it. And also, if you unlock, basically, if you buy all of the, um, the the um, figures, the figures, you can unlock a Keyblade. <laughs> so, what a way to get you to to buy all the figures because you have to unlock everything in the Hall of Heroes, which means you have to either you have to have a friend that has all the figures. Or know someone that has all the figures, or you have to buy them yourself, and then you can unlock the keyblade. Or another so, producer who who runs the game. <laughs> yes, or be lucky enough like you to another producer who runs the game. But not all of us have that luxury. So. I mean, the first one had the light a lightsaber, so why not? Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad, good. It's a cool thing that they're putting Kingdom Hearts stuff in there. Uh, uh, now Infinity Four will just have Sora as the main character. <laughs> hey, I'm all for if they do that, I'm buying it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie on that one. But, so, uh, does anybody yeah. think Kingdom Hearts Three will come out next year, or, or oh, it's think we're looking at 2017? I would say 2018. <laughs> I would say 2017. They've already confirmed that Final Fantasy 15 is next year, right? Yeah. So, I don't think they'd have them both come out the same year. No well, way. look at Final Fantasy 15, or 15 is next year. I'd say Kingdom Hearts 2018. And then Final Fantasy 7 Reboot is 2020. <laughs> if we're lucky. I guess. Yeah, so, part of me wonders if the remake will just get pushed back and pushed back and eventually not happen. I think it'll happen because they have to make it happen because they announced it. <laughs> I think Square Enix will go under before it can happen. I think Sony would, oh would. No, I think Sony would back them up entirely if they just said it's going to be exclusive on the PS4 or PS5. If that comes to pass, they would do it. <laughs> it'll take them that long. There's a PS4 five. Yeah. I mean, look, they back they backed Street Fighter Five, so why not? Between the two, I think Final Fantasy VII sell a little more copies than Street Fighter V. <laughs> yeah, that is true. So, <clears throat> Daniel, what do you think about the fact that they might change a lot of the battle system or whatever in the, the remake? I think they're playing with fire and they're going to make a lot of people mad if they change it and fans don't like the changes. I think people want the game that they played. They don't want a revised version of it. Have fun, yeah, with, that, the, have fun with that snowboarding minigame. That's all I have to say. <laughs> what was that? I'm sorry. Have fun with that snowboarding minigame. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just... I'm really pessimistic about remakes in general, especially when it's a 
fan favorite game. I feel like when they're trying to improve it, it's like a... Honestly, I feel like it's like the uh, Star Wars movies where it, when they remade them and they tried to improve them, it just made a lot of people mad. Yeah, now Disney's going to release the Blu-ray that's not edited, apparently. because of the Oh, you mean it didn't exist but really did? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, you know, at least they're responding to it and not just ignoring it, so... Well, I mean, it was going to take Disney doing Disney or somebody getting the rights to it, or somebody else getting the rights to it to actually have it happen. I think we Did all you knew see that. that. Apparently, if you, I don't know what it is. If you pre-order something through the, oh, if you pre-order the, if you buy that star that Darth Vader PS4, which looks terrible. Oh, we're going to talk about that. Trust me. <laughs> um, you can actually get. A Super Nintendo game on your PS4? Super Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, Super... One of the worst games ever made. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't call that one of the worst games. The... No, the, the other three Star Wars games he announced were pretty bad also. <laughs> yeah. Where's Masters of Terror Scott? So you might just complete the Pentagon of Hell. The, the bummer is there are good Star Wars games you could put in that collection easily. Yeah, but some of them you'd have to run through Nintendo, I guess. No, KOTOR 1 and 2. Uh, that Boba Fett bounty hunter game. Like, I forget what it's called. but Wasn't that an Xbox exclusive, though, the KOTOR games? No, they were on PC. Well, no, but I meant, like, Xbox console exclusive. The original Xbox. I mean, sure, but those deals have yeah. lapsed by now. <laughs> we think, anyway. Or, uh, yeah, I think it's Star Wars Bounty Hunter, or Republic Commando, that was it. That was a good one. And then uh, all the Lego Star Wars games, I mean, why not? Even though you could probably, they could just do a sale and you could buy them all for like five bucks. Instead, you get Racer's Revenge and Super Star Wars. Yeah... Well, I mean, it's nice that they're opening the vault, but that's, you know, when Disney usually opens the vault, they don't open it to bad games. That's. I, I really prefer Episode 1 Racer. <laughs> oh, man, Episode 1 Racer was the shit. If you got, like, a nice HD port of that, like, with no slowdown, that'd be pretty cool. I loved playing that game at the arcade. That game was awesome. Jet NA 2 is also pretty sweet. I have friends who still play that goddamn game online. I was going to mention that it, you know, if for some reason you have, you haven't bought enough ports of Final Fantasy VII, you can go buy it on your phone today. That's the way to play it. <laughs> With twenty buttons covering the screen. Yeah, really. But yeah, what did you think about that uh, Darth Vader PS4? It looks like a just a Darth Vader sticker, right? It's like nothing just special about it. That's how most consoles like exclusive paint jobs look, though. I know, but like the okay when the they made the Halo like 360 one, that looked really cool to me. I think the uh, controller looks super stupid with that red circle button. Yeah. Like, what is this? 
just yeah some some people just I guess that I don't know how that got through the cutting room floor but you know where's the Yoda PS4 <laughs> that, that'll be coming at some point <laughs> you watch because they can't just have uh, you know the Empire they have to have uh, the dark side <laughs> Even though it was so funny because we sold Star Wars stuff way before, you know, just as Disney was buying it. And, like, we had to give the stuff away because, you know, the kids had no idea what it was. Then all of a sudden when we have, and even now when we have Star Wars Rebels, we can't sell the Star Wars stuff. I guess they're going to have to wait till the movie comes out and then everybody's going to start buying Star Wars stuff. I don't know. But... As far as the kids go, at least where I live, where I live, it's doesn't, it's not a big selling point. Uh, that being said, something that um, has been selling, those best games of July, and you know what, uh, a game that I know you tried very hard and you finally did get someone to buy you, Mark. Lego Jurassic World was the highest selling game of July. Yeah, Batman good. Arkham Knight being second. That's because nothing else came out in July. <laughs> <laughs> Minecraft is third. Grand Theft Auto Five is fourth. Roy McIlroy PGA Tour. People bought that game. Is fifth. Elder Scrolls Online: The Tamriel Unlimited, Destiny, Mortal Kombat X, FIFA 15, and Call of Duty Advanced Warfare make up the rest. Splatoon, Witcher 3, and NBA 2K15 have all gone off the list. How weird is it that Call of Duty is still on there? <laughs> yeah, we'll be talking about Call of Duty Black Ops 3. They're already doing the beta for the multiplayer, and that, I bet Advanced Warfare will still be selling afterwards. Uh, Black Ops 3 coming out. So, yeah, I mean, people are saying, oh, Call of Duty's dying. It's still selling. But it's, it's also there on multiple platforms. And I mean, you know, people are still talking about the consoles dying. Well, the PS4 and Xbox One, which are largely still selling off of hype, are 50% ahead of where the PS3 and 360 sales were at the same time in their lifespans. 50%. The PS4 has now sold 25 million units with, like, no exclusive games, really, except Bloodborne and Infamous. Yeah, I always love the people that say consoles are going to die. Yeah, it's just amazing to me. How are those casual gaming fans doing now? Or what are they buying now? I lost track. Well, it's certainly, you know, not the OUYA or anything. Angry Birds 2. Yeah. I couldn't believe that thing got 20 million downloads. I can, but I wonder how many people are still playing it. Oh, that twenty million. Now I wonder how many people have spent money on it. That's a more important question. <laughs> Probably have, and they really shouldn't have. So, Microsoft has apparently made waves with their users' agreement, having something that sort of states that they can go through and change things around to where they can possibly disable counterfeit games and using unauthorized hardware peripheral devices 
Whatever that means. Uh, this doesn't sound very legal, but, you know, I guess oh. Microsoft can pull it off. Well, it's legal if you sign the terms of the terms of use. Yeah, I mean, I don't like it. I talked about this on uh, Factor Fiction actually, because Randall and Todd both said that they didn't have a problem with it because they didn't pirate games. But my my whole issue is I don't know if I want to give them that power over my computer and what if they make a mistake yeah I mean GameSpot did come out and say that apparently it might be more related to the Xbox uh, stuff that it has to do with uh, Xbox Live and Windows Store content not being uh, pirated or bought illegally and not that it has to do with everything on your computer but that also that there's nothing official from from Microsoft itself saying one way or the other. Right, and there won't be. That's yeah. I mean, once I saw that, any thoughts I had of upgrading to Windows 10 uh, died for the moment until I could see what they were actually doing with it. I agree. That's exactly how I felt too. I think it's pretty slimy because I do. I haven't done it in a while, but I have pirated the games before, mainly to test them out before I buy them, and it's just a disgusting practice. Now, you said something about how sometimes you really do have to download those kind of files in order for... Well, like, look at Viva Pinata. Like, they released that for Games for Windows Live, like, years ago, and I think that service is gone now. So if you wanted to play, you'd have to download some cracked version of it to run it. Well, speaking of, Windows is saying that you can do that with certain things now. If you have a game that runs safe disk or secure ROM, which is apparently really old yeah. RM systems, you can download crack versions of it or just buy it off of GOG or something uh, to bypass it not working on Windows 10. Yeah, but to, like, if you already have the disk, why do you want to buy it again? <laughs> I don't, because the disk doesn't work if you're nope. running Windows 10. No, the disk still works. It's just a crappy operating system doesn't work on it anymore. <laughs> well, isn't that how it usually gets, though, with some of the old games? It just won't run on that OS because it's not built for it? Yeah, yeah, but that hasn't happened for 25 years. <laughs> I mean, the last switch between like, with that was like Windows 3.1 and 95. Ah. <laughs> uh. Fair enough. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, it's just one of these things where Windows can get away with it because they've got 53 million people that have already used the update. And there's probably going to be a hell of a lot more that have no idea. I mean, there, let's be honest. There's a lot of people, the majority of people don't even bother with this stuff. And I don't really either. So, I mean, it doesn't really affect me at all. It's just still the whole fact that we already, you know, we heard the rumors with the Connect about if, you know, people were, they were using that for reasons to spy on you and stuff like that. And then just to, all of a sudden, now you're sort of Microsoft's sort of admitting that they are kind of doing it. 
And it's uh, it's a little bit of uh, unnerving, as uh, Daniel said. Uh, that being said, at least we move on to maybe better things. Um, Peter Moore believes that Kojima and Konami are just going through a rocky stage in their marriage and that they're eventually going to get back together because in Japan, you don't break up like this. Business relationships apparently last for life, is what he says. Tell that to Inafuna at Capcom. That's that's what I was thinking too when I read that he said this. I was like, I don't know that Kojima needs Konami as much as Konami thinks they don't need Kojima. No. Well, even then, you know, Konami thinks they don't need video games anymore. So. Yeah, there's <laughs> that assumes that both people want actually want to make up. And I've seen nothing from either party saying that they really want to. I think at the end, this is going to be one of those, something's going to have to happen to bring the other one. Like the, like the CEO of Konami dying? <laughs> that might work. Well, you might it's get a, a new regime, and whoever's in charge next feels sorry for what happened. Well, the guy in charge now has been the guy in charge forever. He's like, he was a founder of it. He's been there for 50 years. So I think he's pretty much just gone insane at this point. Yeah, especially with the stuff we talked about that they were doing work-wise. The, the hi- no, the higher the higher Kojima back to work in the Pachinko factory. <laughs> yeah. So shame him into the Pachinko factory. So, so uh, you know, uh, Daniel, I mean, both of us, this is kind of intriguing to me, but obviously there's a lot that has to be done in order for this really to work. But what do you think about, and I think we talked about this before too, of what do you think about Microsoft looking into making PC games work on the Xbox One, where they would stream to your Xbox, they already released a sort of a keyboard, like a chat keyboard, they're working on getting keyboard and mouse support to work with the Xbox One. Do you think this is all going to work the way they, they want it to? Yes and no. I think some games will work, but some other games will be too powerful to run on the Xbox. I mean, if you buy a new PC, you're able to run the top games for how long? Two years if you're lucky, three maybe. Then you look at a console whose console whose lifespan is supposed to be ten years, according to what they said originally. There's no way that ten years from now you would have top flight PC games running on an Xbox One. But they can do it on some of the indie games, some of the some Steam games, some small company-made games would probably be able to run it, and I think that's what you're going to see more of. What do you think, Mark? I I don't envision any scenario in which Steam would let this happen. Considering how anti-Microsoft they are, no way. They can maybe rope like EA Origin or Uplay into it, but Steam will give a few middle fingers to Microsoft, and that'll be it. 
Well, I'm sure they'll just be using their Windows 10 whatever store. Yeah, but then Valve will just release some patch that per like prohibits it from working. <laughs> yeah, but Valve doesn't have to. If Microsoft is doing stuff on their own store to the Xbox One, Valve has nothing to do with that. Yeah, yeah. there's. Well, yeah, but no one uses their store. <laughs> what are you gonna True. do? Play Jetpack Joyride from your PC to the Xbox One? Yeah, I I don't know how that's gonna work. That I mean, Gears of War would probably be the the first one that would might actually have some in between with it. But I I just don't like y'all are saying. Steam would have to some Microsoft would have to make it worse. Uh, Valve's while. Uh, in order to, and it's not like you know, Valve needs any money or anything. They're basically printing money at this point. So. Well, also, like Steam is making their own hardware for this type of stuff. So why would they ever allow Microsoft to do it? <laughs> yeah, it's you know, well, never. I guess you know we've seen weirder things happen. So I'm not totally discounting it, but I agree with you. It'll be a long time before any of this is viable to the point where it's worth it for somebody. I mean, I'm really honestly, why are you going to stream stuff onto your Xbox One anyway? Yeah, that's kind of a bigger question. Like, I, I what, mean... What are you going to do, stream like Assassin's Creed from your PC to your Xbox? It's like, why would I do that? Why wouldn't I just buy the Xbox copy? <laughs> well, even then, like, there's gamepad support for most games now, so you can just... Buy the little thing from Microsoft, or use the little program to trick it into thinking it's an Xbox 360 controller, and play using your Xbox One controller. I mean, I don't see what the big deal is. I mean, I understood the whole Xbox One to your PC. That made total sense to me. Especially for me, because I have my Xbox One in the other room. But... You know, uh, I mean, I can see that working in, like, dorms and all that kind of stuff. You know, people where there's multiple settings for it. But, you know, the PC thing to the Xbox, just that's really weird. I, I mean, kudos to them if they get it to work, but it's just it's weird. Um, at least now, the streaming thing you can do at 1080p and 60 frames per second. So, if you're doing that, you can do it at, at full spectrum now. Uh, I don't know how you got... How do you feel about this... Uh, Daniel, because I'm starting to get really worried about the fact that we keep hearing about things that are not going to be in Halo 5, either not in it or not in it at launch. <laughs> uh, the big battle mode apparently is not going to be in Halo 5 at launch either. Uh, counter that with people still complaining about there not being split-screen multiplayer. Uh, I think they just had to release another statement today about it. Well, the Split screen multiplayer, I understand people wanting it, but really, how many people play it? I mean, I would be willing to say a majority of people do not play split screen multiplayer with Halo. Probably used to, but don't anymore. Uh, the big battle mode doesn't really bother me that much, but I don't play Halo multiplayer, so I actually get it mainly for the story, which sounds kind of sad, but... It oh, is a fun game. They'll be removing that next week. <laughs> it'll, just, the story. it'll just be an online shooter from now on, from here on out. <laughs> yeah, I already got Titanfall. I don't need another one. And that did so well. 
Well, it did sell well, but I I mean, I enjoyed the like game a- for what it was, but it needed a single-player game. Yeah, uh, Titanfall died off in like a month, it felt like. Right. I liked how they did the uh, wave, or the wave, uh, basically you're fighting waves of en- enemies later. That was a nice add-on to the game. Well, um, are you excited for a Halo Wars 2? Since we're on the, the Halo not, train here. Not really, but I'm sure that there were people that enjoyed it. And Hell yeah, Halo <laughs> Wars was awesome. I never actually really got to play it, but the, hey, those, if people, if people the, wanted it, more power to them for getting a sequel. Th- those are people we call people who did not play StarCraft. <laughs> Hey, I played StarCraft and played that game. <laughs> well, let's also look at StarCraft now and think back at StarCraft 2 now versus Halo Wars and see which one you think is better now. Oh, yeah, StarCraft is still the better one. <laughs> well, I just mean with the uh, three separate games. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I worry about, you know, with Blizzard uh, coming out and basically saying that Sort of hinting without, you know, doing their typical thing of we're not going to come out right and tell you. But they are saying that they're looking into heading back into the Warcraft universe when they're done with Legacy of the Void, whenever the hell that is. Um, maybe we're getting a Warcraft 4? You think it's happening? I think it'll happen, and it'll probably tie in somehow to some big storyline event happening in WoW. What do you think, Mark? I think that, like, it, it depends on how much you complete the story of Warcraft 4, but you unlock, you can unlock stuff in, in WoW. I think it'd be cool if you transferred your WoW character into Warcraft 4 as a unit. Or you could, uh, or you would see... Wild characters in there as heroes. Well, then, yeah, that all already happens. They'll have like Jaina Proudmore in the game. Oh or... no, no, I mean, like they have some type of contest where people submit their characters to try to be in Warcraft Four. They'll have Leroy Jenkins as a final boss. <laughs> I'd play that game. <laughs> Leroy Jenkins is the final boss. <laughs> I question I. I'd love to see Warcraft 4, but I really question how they do the story from here on out. Because like, World of Warcraft has gotten so crazy and like so blown out as far as the story goes. Like, Where do you go from here? Could have a... Uh, pro- the way I see it happening, you'd have some type of big battle about to occur between the two factions, and then Warcraft 4 would tell the story of the battles. Well, with the Legion, uh, the Burning Legion coming out in the new expansion, you know, that would really have, that set everything just crazy uh, for Warcraft 4, so that's going to be, are you guys uh, interested in the Burning Legion uh, expansion? I mean, that was one of the most interesting parts of the lore for me, going back and just reading stuff about it and whatever. Yeah. I have managed to not get sucked back into WoW since I, I was playing WoW up and through Burning Legion. I was still Burning Crusade. 
I'm sorry? Burning Crusade. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's been a while since I've touched WoW, and that's probably the healthier for me in the long run. Plus, I don't have none of the people I played with still play, so I'd kind of be lost if I went on there now. Yeah, that's how it was for me. Like, I was, you know, I was fine questing and doing all that stuff and whatever, but it was just like, man, I'm just, I'm by myself here. It's not really, you know, that fun. So eventually I just kind of got bored with it and I was like, I don't know if I want to pay $15 for something I'm going to play every now in a blue moon. You know? Yeah. I know you you started playing it again, Mark, because we got the free seven days or whatever. Yeah, I played it for seven days and got nothing, so that's why I stopped playing it. It just reminded me of why I don't like that game. <laughs> but you don't think the new expansion could really do anything to... Well, I'm sure it'll get, you know, three million players back in for a month or two, and then once everyone burns through the content, they'll drop right back off. Yeah. Is it a bad sign that they're already... I mean, we, I don't think we've ever gone through this before where they're already thinking about the next expansion before this one's even out. Oh, I think they have always been thinking about it. They just haven't admitted it. Right. But it's almost sort of like a, hey, make sure you know we're already playing the next one after this so that, you know, don't go away or anything. I just think WoW's starting to wear a bit thin as far as, like, player, like players' goodwill. Or just the yeah. time, the time investment that people want to have in that game. Yeah, there's so much stuff that comes out now. It's so hard to have the time investment, you know. And especially as you grow older and you have more things you have to do, and then if it doesn't reach that, and it the thing is, it's not. I I cannot imagine it reaches the younger base, and it certainly doesn't reach the casual gamer base. So, I mean, when WoW came out. I don't know if any of you guys played, but I was in college when it came out. I was like mm-hmm. 20 or something. Now it's a decade later, and no one I know would ever play that game anymore. <laughs> Even I don't. Right, I can yeah. see. Uh, I can see some younger people playing it, uh, but I did, I, it's I not that, a lot. <laughs> I just think that people moved on to like Dota or like League of Legends. Like, those are just more attractive games at this point. Yeah. And that's why, you know, um, Blizzard says that Heroes of the Storm is really doing it for them now because it's basically taking that and going on to something that's popular now, the MOBAs and all that. Smite come, came out this week for Xbox One, so now you got your uh, MOBA for the console, or at least one console. Um, excluding Awesome Knots. And, you know, it, it's starting to get around as far as, you know, the MOBAs are going, and I'm sure that... Uh, then Microsoft also has the, the gigantic one that's going to come out eventually. And if it, I just hope that... I mean, I'm not a big MOBA person, so, I mean, I kind of like Heroes of the Storm here and there because I like the characters. I mean, it's also a lot easier to play than Dota and League of Legends or whatever, but... You know, when when Blizzard is announcing that Hearthstone makes them twenty million dollars a month, and you're not hearing them talk about how WoW's making them, you know, that kind of money, you're just hearing them about dropping subscribers. You have to wonder, you know, 
Which I, I still wonder who the hell is sitting there. How are they getting $20 a month from the people that are stupid and pay the money for the card packs, I guess? Just... Ugh. That game is... <laughs> We're not pay to win. Yes, you are. Yeah. <laughs> and anybody that didn't think it would be didn't understand the way Blizzard would work and the way those games would work. If you stayed with it from the beginning, it's necessarily not. But if you dropped off at any point, it automatically becomes that because it becomes so difficult for you to catch up with the people now. With with the, uh, if you want to play ranked at all, you're screwed after you get past like rank twenty. If you don't have all the cards and stuff that people have, you know. And even yeah. then, it's so hard for you to. Uh, do anything like with your you have to basically go on the internet and copy someone else's deck yeah it's well, so difficult to that's what you get with any type of card game or card online or not unless it's something like magic where they've had God, how many years 20 years now of cards to where there's a ton of options any new card game that comes out or any new game that comes out at this point always has that type of thing happen right and that's the nice thing about the Pokemon one apparently they just remove the ones you can't use and then tell you okay here's the ones you can use and then the trading card game that's for like there for the PCs apparently makes it really easy for you to understand everything or whatever but they're also, you know, trying to be inclusive, whereas the other ones are going off of the people that have been doing it for forever and stuff. But speaking of something that may not make that much money, now that they've delayed their game until December 1st, other than Far Cry, there isn't a lot of games that have moved to December and A, been great games, and then 2, sold well when they've been done in December, other than I think Just Cause 2 as well, but that wasn't that great a seller. Do you think this is going to hurt Rainbow Six Siege getting moved to December 1st? I mean, after Black Friday and all this stuff? I don't see it hurting it too much. And the only reason I say that is people will still play it. People will still want to see what it's like and give it a shot. And I think also you're—I mean—you still get sales after Black Friday, so that's not going to be the big deal. It's just going to depend if it's a good game or not. And I mean, it's not the first game that's delayed it. It's been delayed for two months and still ended up being a good game. Or, and it's not the first game that will have been a bad game after being delayed. Yeah, as long as it doesn't wind up like the crew and suck, and then be come out in December, then. What do you think, Mark? Uh, I think it may hurt it just a tad, just because it won't be in competition with like Black Ops 3. And yeah, it's going to come out after all the other shooters. Yeah, that may sound weird, but I think when people have options of bat Battlefields, that Star Wars game, Black Ops 3, and then Siege, I mean, it might make, take more of a chance on one, on Siege than on the other two. And two months at, like a month or two after the fact, I mean, people are already being trenched in those games pretty pretty hard. Yeah. You do have a lot of options, and you throw in Halo, too. That's 
that's four games plus whenever Siege, you know Siege comes out. I have a feeling that's gonna get moved out of December to like January, February, something like that. Well, I mean, look Rainbow at Dying Six. Light. It did pretty well in January. Yeah, but keep in mind, Rainbow Six is a little bit different than any other shooter that's out there or is supposed to have been. I mean, it's going to be more like what the original game was, where it's less of a twitch shooter and more of a cerebral shooter. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, you got to use all your team tactics and all that kind of stuff with it. Which I still don't. See. You're not going to be online talking to randoms like that, so <laughs> I don't know how that's going to work. Better have a lot of friends to play that with. Which hey, you know, we could just do a a, a podcast group of. We could all just play it at, at the same time. Hey, I'm all for that. <laughs> Although I'm, I'm really waiting for uh, No Man's Sky. You are big time on that game. Yes, I really want that game. I kind of want it. Like, I'm pretty interested in it. I'm going to wait for that game next to come out. When that game releases, assuming that it is as good as it looks and it does everything that they said it's going to do, that's the game that will get me to buy a PS4. The, the, sad, the sad part is the game that got me to buy a PS4 is Puyo Puyo Tetris. To be fair, that game does look really fun. And it's already on multiple consoles. <laughs> That's that is, It is kind of sad, though. You had to import something in order to want to really play your PS4. Shows you where the state of the PS4 is as far as exclusive games or whatever. But hopefully yeah. next year that'll change. I mean, it's, it's not like we want that console to die or anything. I mean, you know, they just didn't... They didn't do well with uh, putting stuff out or uh, stringing stuff along like Microsoft has, where now if you look at it, they've got Halo, they've got Gears, they've got uh, ReCore. Now all the stuff they gave at Gamescom was scaled down and Crackdown 3 and Quantum Break now has a release date. Uh, so I'm sure you're excited for that, Daniel, that finally we know Quantum Break's going to come out. Yeah, and I also like what I've seen about Scalebound. Yeah, I know. As soon as they say something about, you know, deep RPG system that they're not calling it open world, but it is, and all that stuff, it looks really cool. I want to see more about it. I thought Microsoft really, I mean, they were the big thing to come out of Gamescom, honestly. They were, like, the only thing that was there, aside from EA, but they, yeah. I thought they did themselves a really big favor being there. Yeah. Well, they need to make inroads in Europe. That's where they're going to... I mean, let's face it. A Microsoft console is never going to sell in Japan. If As long as there's a Japanese console to compete against it. Europe is where they're going to make up ground sell-wise against the PS4. And having these type of games come out that look great, get people excited, and that the PS4 is not going to have 
and they might not even have an answer to that type of game, that's a way to gain ground. Yeah, I think that's accurate, but it's I think I still think that Sony is kind of a Europe stronghold. Like there is a very deep lineage for the PlayStation in that territory. It's not as bad, it's not as uh, like strong as Japan, obviously, but like if Sony just announced like a new wipeout, that'd be awesome for like Europe fans. Yeah, I, I mean, you're right. Sony's kind of controlled Europe for a long while, but I mean, there's something that says that if you come out with some solid group of games, that somebody's going to finally go, "Oh, Xbox One, I need to get that." You know, it's having exclusives and having it the way that Microsoft's doing it. I think is a, it's it's the whole process of okay, either you want to build up from the ground up, and you know you're going to have good games, or you're going to do what Sony's doing, where they're sort of biding their time by buying some third parties and kind of hoping that that works out until they can get the first parties out the door. Well, and one thing that I'll give Microsoft credit for, what's the one thing everybody complains about saying they want to see more of? New IPs. Yeah. Microsoft is giving people new IPs. Yeah, because... I mean, you got Horizon, and you've got you know No Man's Sky, and uh, the finally why why can't I think of the name now the the get the the game that took forever to come out we finally saw it Last Guardian yeah Last Guardian yeah but who knows how long that one will take <laughs> well there's a date on it so. yeah. You think well, we're going to get another two years of uh, development hell or something after it? Would it surprise you? I guess not. But I mean, I think it's going to be like we. I mean, how long have we had a date for Final Fantasy? It hasn't stopped them from moving it back. Yeah, true. Wasn't that game announced in like 2006? What? Uh, oh, you mean? Um, Fifteen? Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 they announced it at the same time they announced uh, 13. 13, yeah. That Agito crap. Yeah, it was just ridiculous. And then it still hasn't come out. <laughs> it's just... I mean, they came out with a demo. They passed the demo, so they're really doing stuff with it. But, you know. Yeah. I, mean, I just... That's why I made the joke Square Enix won't be around to get us to get the remake done. <laughs> you know? Well, it's they're, not, pro- not they're, they're probably expecting that Tomb Raider 2 to do like 10 million copies or something. Like they, oh did, God, they, did, they did the last one. They, they called the last one a failure. Yeah, until yeah. the Definitive Edition came out. Well, and no, I like, mean, we weren't going to get a sequel if Microsoft didn't pay for it. And it's like, you know, it probably kind of was to them because, like, they have crazy expectations for it because their main franchise is, like, Final Fantasy thirteen bombed. Right. And you can't, you can't like, rest all, everything on Tomb Raider or, like, whatever the hell Hitman is going to be. It's like, 
no, your other games have to do well also. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. Some, you know, Square Enix, uh, I mean, yeah, look, look at how much stock you put into Just Cause 3 and then Hitman and all that stuff, and then you're going to sit here and complain about Tomb Raider when that was a franchise that was pretty much dead till you revived it, and you should be happy that people have really enjoyed what it is instead of just, you know, totally trashing it. I've said this. If Square had not bought Eidos a few years ago, Square wouldn't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because Eidos is, Eidos is a part of that company that's keeping it alive. It's not Square. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Deus Ex is uh, probably going to be their next big game. Yeah, all their American type games are what's you know helping them along because it's not, you know, for every like success like Bravely Default, they have so many that are just kind of there, or they take forever to make, like the Final Fantasies and all that. And people just get burned out waiting on them. Mm-hmm. Think about Kingdom Hearts Three. About how, how long people have been waiting for that. <laughs> We didn't even know if they didn't show us that we wouldn't even known it would it, they were making it. You know, for a while I thought we, they were just done. And then of course they have to troll everyone to make a mobile game. So, you know. But but mobile games are where people are playing now. <laughs> Sorry, those are the same people that say. Uh, uh, consoles are dying, and then they set record sell numbers. Hey, you know, there's one game that people are not playing now, but apparently we had to have a lawsuit about it. Duke Nukem is now rightfully owned by Gearbox after the lawsuit is now over. Well, they're gonna... They're making us another Duke Nukem game, and with that, I mean, it does have name recognition, and for as long as that game was in development... It was actually a decent game. Uh, let me rephrase no. that. It was playable. I'm gonna if say it, I'm gonna say no to that on all fronts. <laughs> <laughs> I want no part of a Duke Nukem two or a Duke Nukem three D D they'll probably call it or some stupid name. Leave it alone, you own it, put it to bed. Working more Borderlands, that's what you're confidently okay at doing. <laughs> what, you don't want them to have another alien game? I don't think Sega would allow for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised, you know, wasn't the rumor they were going to make an Isolation? They they, you know, they keep talking about an Isolation too, but they're not making it. Well, that's the same thing as, as Square is. Isolation sold, I think, $3 million, and the Sega called it a failure. And it's like, no, it's because Sonic Boom only sold 600,000 copies. That's why he called Alien a failure. <laughs> yeah. Well, if they were expecting Sonic Boom to sell, there they is. were. They they legitimately thought that was going to be a good game, and they got that stupid cartoon show still make still cranking out from it. <laughs> well, they only had themselves to blame on that one. Yeah, but they won't blame themselves. That's the problem. Double and Alien, which is unfair to that game. Now that I've depressed you all, my job here is yeah. done. Well, 
I'm just talking about Duke Nukem as depressing as it is anyway. That game is just... That, that is a character that is out that is too outdated for this world. Yeah, it's it's worse than like Leisure Suit Larry or whatever. It's, you know, really outdated to the point of who's going around really making those... I mean, South Park gets away with it because it's South Park, but well, South I just can't... The thing with South Park, it grew up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I just can't... I don't get how, you know, Duke Nukem just gets, you know, they thought that was going to be a great idea to just, you know, keep uh, bringing that in. So here are the hookers and here are the three tit monsters and the, it's like, no, stop, please. Yeah. So, uh, I had a point here. I forgot. Yeah, something that does depress me though is that we can't get an Amer uh, a third uh, Alice game from American McGee because EA won't make it. Um, there has been a petition from, signed by 11,000 people uh, that they want to see the game made. I love both the Alice games, um, so I'd really like to see it happen, but I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't. I didn't like that second Alice game too much. Yeah, the second one wasn't as good as the first one. It just felt really long. Yeah, I agree with you on that. It did feel really long. I, I think I played it for like 15 hours, and I still had like... I, it's like, I don't just want to play this anymore. I'm only like halfway through. It's like, And then some of the platforming stuff got ridiculous. Like, you know, just... Okay, now I'm going through these things I can't see... And I hope that I'm jumping on the right thing, and it's like, uh, okay, this is getting a little too much. <laughs> At least they did include the first one on, on the second game, too, so, you know, that was nice. That's what people want. <laughs> they just need to do, like, an HD port of that game. Uh, I doubt that's going to happen. Probably not. But, you know, we can dream, I guess. So, I mean, I'm not big on uh, Forza or anything, but I do like the idea that they're going to come out with leagues. You know? It's kind of cool. A 24-car multiplayer league where... It's going to be based on the way you drive, and you'll be driving with people that sort of drive the same way as you. And you'll have, like, your own lobby for it and everything. I mean, it's just... They're also going to have mods. They're going to be kind of like the Halo Skulls. Uh, different. It basically, it'll change the way you can drive. You'll get special bonuses, like, all of a sudden, it'll make you drive a manual. And you'll get a bonus if you do that, which... I'm sorry, but it's hard enough to drive an automatic in that game. I don't know that I want to drive it manual in that game. Uh, it'll add in different things for your car. Basically, you have to know stuff about cars to get the what it would be doing. But, you know. Is this, uh, you think it's going to help sell Forza for people that don't already buy the game? I mean, Forza seems like one of those things that... I don't... Other than Horizon, you either buy the game or you don't. Right? 
Yeah. I mean, I haven't, I'm not a big fan of realistic racing games. And it sounds like a nice idea, but it's not going to get me to buy the game. Uh, no, because they still haven't really addressed the problems of Forza that have plagued it for the past two years, which has been garbage AI, because they keep using that stupid drive a system, and how grimy they are about the season pass stuff. Oh yeah, the season pass thing is... Oof. Like, you buy the game, and the season pass is more expensive than the damn game. It's like, wait a second here. What do they think they are, Destiny? And then all their like stupid like pay to pay to unlock the map or pay to unlock quick travel or pay to unlock a coin doubler. It's like no, thank you. I want to play this game, not pay more for it. <laughs> right. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. But hey, at least you guys can be happy with. Well, I'll be happy about it too. Just don't know how it's going to take to get to the consoles. But Diablo might get a separate second expansion. Diablo three, that is. Uh, there's been stuff that's kind of been uncovered that kind of leads to the thought that there might be a second one. I know you guys are excited. Yeah, I'm totally not playing Diablo 3 right now as we talk. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, they redeemed Diablo 3 in my eyes, and I would like to see what else they do with it. I'd also kind of like to see a Diablo 4 just to get the bad taste that Diablo 3 initially gave me completely erased, but... Yeah, I mean... I, I mean, I, I think that just... The fact that we got a much better Diablo 3, if they can make an expansion that even makes it even better, I don't see what the you know issue is. Yeah. That's nice that, you know, they're going to do it. Anything you want to, you guys want to see in it or they could add to it? Have Deckard Kane come back. Yeah. They'll be I'm Diablo. Sure, I'm sure there's a, either that or you'll go up to heaven again and find them up there. Probably. I mean, yeah, I, I just think that that's, I mean, it, it also goes back to the whole, you know, Blizzard's trying to find different ways to make money, so it makes sense, but, hey, you know, at least they're not as bad as Capcom, they keep remaking Resident Evil games, you know, they have pretty much just sold their souls to remaking games at this point, Resident well, I mean, Evil 2 getting a remake. Well, they gave up on... Dead Rise, or not Dead Rising, the, uh, crap, I can't even think of the name of the game, or the series now. The one in space. Oh, Dead, Dead, Dead Space. Yeah, they gave was, up on that one. That was not oh, that, Capcom. That was that's EA. EA. Oh, um, was that EA? I thought Capcom. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, yeah, we still don't know where Deep Down is. Uh, that was supposed to be a PS4 launch game. Uh... Which is sort of like they're taking Dragon's Dogma in a different direction, and then do we? Have, so they have Street Fighter, and then what else? So they have like nothing. Marvel versus Capcom. <laughs> no, they lost the rights to that again. Oh, they did. Yeah. yeah 
Well, Capcom's then. probably not getting that back. <laughs> They've got Mega Man, I guess. No, because they, they can keep making collections. They can't make a Mega Man game. <laughs> but, you know, I know you're excited for this Resident Evil 2, Mark, because, you know. Yeah, I, the Resident Evil 1 remake was pretty good. I just don't think they have enough competent people left at Capcom to do pull it off correctly. That's kind of my fear. <laughs> I mean, but if they made the first one good, yeah. they can do it with the... They made the first one uh, 13 years ago also. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they port they like ported it over and like fixed it up a little, but like that's a far cry from building an entirely new game and having to actually do the work. Like, outside of, outside of Street Fighter, they had me Dragon's Dogma. That's about it. Yeah. And Monster, yeah. Monster Hunter, obviously. That's just keeping that yeah, company Monster alive. Yeah, Monster was keeping them afloat, basically. They have a lot to think of Monster Hunter. Because without that game... I, yeah. I actually fully intend to see like Sony buy Capcom in a few years. Wouldn't be surprised. Uh, well, my, didn't my, wasn't that whole deal that Microsoft was trying to buy Capcom or something? It was rumored, but I don't think it ever... Nobody yeah. ever said for sure that it was happening. It, that, I think that was also in a time when Capcom was a lot more financially stable than, than now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, sure. they, they don't have enough money to get Street Fighter Five going on their own. That says something scary about them. <laughs> yeah, it's certainly not not like the Shenmue three thing where, you know, that that developer just needed to know they were being supported, and then Square or Sony was going to put the money behind it and everything. But you no, know, I find it interesting they went to Sony instead of Microsoft because it was on the original the two was on the original Xbox, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, as a port. Yep. I think that sold that well, though. Well, most of the people that wanted to play it already had it at that point when it was ported over, but... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they may have gone to Microsoft and they, they probably just said, screw you. <laughs> well. Uh, I mean, it's probably one of those they also wanted to keep it with uh, their... It being a Japanese and all that stuff, that that could be a reason too. Ah, uh, what else is on here? Not all, I mean, Divinity: Original Sin Two is coming out, Mark, and it's also getting another Kickstarter because apparently they want to put more stuff into the game than even the first one had, and they need a Kickstarter for it. That's fine. I didn't finish the first one at all, but it was a decently fine game. I'm pretty interested in the, like, plus version they're releasing for consoles and for PC. And they're t making gamepad controls. Like, I'm, I want to play that version. Do you think that means they'll release two on consoles right out, then? Since they already are going to have the first one? I mean, maybe it's like a backer goal or something. I don't think that... I mean, or it depends on how well the first one does on consoles. Are you sort of interested in it, Daniel, if it does well on the console? I mean, I'll give it a shot if it looks 
I mean, if it looks good, I'll give it a shot. Uh, with my luck, it'll probably come out on the NX. <laughs> <laughs> if, that, if that thing even comes out. Uh, speaking of Nintendo, they had a a localization employee get fired because he went on a podcast and said that uh, Xenoblade doesn't even uh, doesn't sell well enough for them to justify translating it and getting new voice actors. Basically, just burying the game as a game that does not sell well in the West. Yikes. That's probably pretty that, accurate. <laughs> he knew the hammer had to be coming down when you're just dogging a game that Nintendo is currently making. And spending money on localizing. Well, never criticize your company in public where other people can hear it. That's... No matter what company you work for, chance if you do that, Chances are you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. I mean, he. I don't think it really mattered what he was talking about. It's more the fact that he was just being very critical of his company in public where, or even more so than in public, in a medium designed to reach a lot of people. And he, instead of, praising the company that he works for he was extremely critical of it that's going to get you fired every time yeah that's that's a no brainer but just why go on a podcast and say something negative about Nintendo just you know how they are I mean they silenced that one guy that just got into it with people on Twitter before just yeah. doesn't make sense to me but hey, at least they're, it's not as bad as Amazon that keeps losing all their game developers for these games that I don't know what they're making. But I don't think they do either. <laughs> Remember when Amazon went on this kick, they hired all these people and they were like, well, we're going to make games now. Yeah, for, yeah. The Amazon, for the Amazon Fire TV. <laughs> for that, that, yeah. I mean, that thing apparently is not too bad, but... It's like an Ouya 1.5. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or you can be Chinese and make the Ouya. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't they know that name is stained? <laughs> well, I don't think they care. Yeah, it's China. All they do is copy stuff, so yeah, they're fine it, with it. <laughs> it's really funny to see people on Facebook or people on comments and articles talking about how oh well people are going to sue them in China they no go they ahead. won't no, it's not going to do any good they'll sue them and lose <laughs> yeah. or, I mean ask uh, any computer company how well their lawsuits have gone against Chinese companies that have copied their stuff it's true the code's absolutely nowhere might as well not bother <laughs> Even though I have no idea why this is happening, but did you guys know that Skylanders is apparently making a tra trading card game? No. I think we've hit the point where the trading card game thing is just becoming just a bubble that's going to burst at some point. Didn't it already? 
I think it's back. Yeah, it's like, called what? Skylanders Battlecast. It is a free-to-play deck-building card battle game coming to iOS and Android next year. Oh, oh, I thought you. Oh, I thought you meant an actual trading so, card. Yeah, game. so did I. I thought I, I thought it was gonna be like Magic or something. <laughs> what well, is a trading card game? <laughs> no, well, like real cards. Yeah. Oh no 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 yeah no it's. That's what I meant well, by dead. I'm apparently, like, oh. they will be available at retail as well as digital. You can have an AR effect scan them into the game like you would scan the figures. Do I need the e-reader? Yeah. Awesome. So. Yeah. It's going to have competitive multiplayer and a campaign, so... So here's a dumb question. What's to prevent you, like a friend, from each buying like, a deck of cards and then trading to scan it in? Nothing. Just, like, the figures? Or, or just, like, going to a website and scanning it all in from there. <laughs> I guess if you have technical know-how, you could... There's a QR. Ooh, there's a QR code in this card. Let's see what this is. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure they'll do their research before they just. Did you see that Amiku thing I sent you? No. Some company is releasing like a bootleg, like it's an Amiibo memory card. Oh yeah, it's like an Android thing. And they yeah. Got taken down, and now they're now they're actually trying to put it back up or whatever. That's awesome. So what does it do? You can basically store and modify Amiibo data in it. Ah. And you, get, you can get, like, Amiibos from the internet. Huh. Nice. Leave it to the internet. Now now you see why Nintendo hates the internet. Oh, I think Nintendo has a lot of reasons they hate the internet. People go on podcasts. Yeah, people... Yeah, I still think they're one lawsuit away from really hating their censoring practices. I think yeah. Konami's the same same way. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Konami did not enjoy the people that their stuff about their company coming out at all. But hey, uh, you know. Some, another game that I cannot believe is this coming out. Uh, DOA Extreme 3 is, is happening. I, I thought we were done with the beach volleyball stuff, but apparently not. <laughs> People need to make nude patches and they'll get made. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're 3D models, people. Just... Why? I, you know, I never understood the fascination, but each their own, I guess. I guess for what they are, I think when I heard that, like the first one wasn't that bad. No, like, it wasn't for what it was, you know. It actually wasn't a bad beach volleyball game. It's just once you got past the beach volleyball game, there's like nothing to do but sit there and stare at. Swim around in the jacuzzi. Yeah. I mean, the second one, they tried to do stuff, but it was just like, you know, that's it's still what, the same basic concept. That's kind of what that whole series is, though. Well, but the fighting game at least has, you know, it's it's a, actually a good fighting game. And you that's the bulk of what you're doing in that game, but... Eh. 
whatever. When hopefully, you know, somehow it'll probably sell a bunch of copies and they'll make another one. Somehow. But alright, I think that pretty much covers everything. Uh, unless you guys have something, you know, somehow Sesame Street signed a deal with HBO. So. Yeah. That's two companies I did not think I'd ever see work together. <laughs> For real. At least, I mean, I'm glad that Sesame Street gets to keep going because of it, but how many people are really going to buy HBO so they can watch Sesame Street? I'll go with no one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess HBO really is trying to become family-friendly. Yeah. You still got to order Cinemax for all the good stuff, though. <laughs> <laughs> for the things you want, go to Cinemax. Right. Or just wait for Game of Thrones. Yeah. Well, I'll have Oscar on Game of Thrones. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Let's get into some plugs here. Daniel? Uh, well, I write Games Factor Fiction every week. comes out Thursday or Friday, depending on the scheduling. I think this one's going to come out Friday instead of tomorrow. But take a look and read it. This week we had Todd Vote and Stephen Randall, of course, uh, discussing different things. And as much as they like to argue against each other, they agree more than they want to admit. Uh, the following up Monday it was about top eight worst 2D platforming games. Screw Baby's Kids. Um, <laughs> and next next week is uh, the top eight Konami games. So that should be interesting, especially since I really don't like Silent Hill. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be. I wonder how many people are gonna be like, oh, he's trolling. Yeah, so 4PC went up and about a couple of hours ago. I still have to figure out the... I'm going to probably have to have like emergency top 5 help or something because I still need to figure out what I'm doing for this week. Uh, there's a lot of games that are coming out this week, though, finally. Um, you have... Uh, Velocity 2X getting out or getting put out by for every for all the PC. Uh, the One Piece Pirate Warriors 3. You know, Randall still probably has Pirate Warriors 2 somewhere that he didn't review. <laughs> <laughs> Mega Man Legacy Collection, uh, Madden NFL 16. Getting ready for that football season. Gears of War Ultimate Edition also comes out um, on Tuesday. Um, you excited for and Smite, as I mentioned already, uh, was out yesterday on the Xbox One. Uh, a indie game called Back to Bed, which is a 3D puzzle game set in a unique and artistic dream world where you guide a sleepwalking guy to where he needs to go. And Trine 3, because we didn't have enough of the other Trines. That's finally out. Yep. Ryan wow. 3 comes out, actually came out today. <laughs> so, there you go. Uh, there was even an enhanced edition of Risen 3. 
because people wanted that apparently. But uh, anything that you guys are you gonna play Madden? Uh, not new. If I ever buy Madden, it's always a year or two after it comes out just because I'm not, I don't see the point in paying that much for a game that's going to be obsolete in a year. I don't even know what the new stuff is this year. Truck stick 2.0. Oh, and Until Dawn comes out too. That might I'm be one of those PS4 games that might actually be really good. I'm pretty interested in that one. I agree. Yeah, it's, it looks like one of those that's going to scare your scare the daylights out of you. Because you're teenagers, so it's going to happen. Alright. Well, that, that does it for uh, this week. We'll get back to a regular schedule of being on most weeks on Tuesday nights. So, yeah, until uh, next week, everyone. Later. Later. Later.